Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. TC Live with you on a Monday night in Big D as we track a big week six across the tennis landscape. Five tour level tournaments spanning four different continents and Tennis Channel following all the action across the horizon, bringing you 18 hours at least a day. Coming up on the show, Danielle Collins leading Team USA into Abu Dhabi. She faced another slam finalist today. We'll tell you how it went down. What does Francis Tiafo have to do with what Harry Styles wore at the Grammys last night? We'll explain fashion forward foe. Plus a Black History Month tribute to the groundbreaking tennis pioneer Althea Gibson. All that and more on the way as we welcome you to Tennis Channel Live on this Monday night. So glad you're with us as we span the tennis globe with Hall of Famer Tracy Austin and Paul Anacone. I'm Brett Haber. We were under the impression that indoor hardcore tennis is supposed to be fast tennis. But, Paul, three hours and three minutes after you started calling that match with Jack Sock and Ilya Ivashka, it finally ended. I'll tell you what, uh, not fast court tennis in Dallas. It's a slow and low-bouncing court, and perhaps your son who qualified will tell you that a little bit later. I'm not sure. That's right. <laughs> Congratulations, by Thank the way, you. for that. Thank but, yeah, you. it's just tough to finish the points. It's just tough to finish the points. I'm really happy for Jack Sock. Hasn't gotten to play a lot of tennis yet this year, so this could be a huge boost for him. I think this is the backstory of this. Ivashka is on a six-match losing streak. Hasn't won since the beginning of October last year. And for Jack, he's desperate. He really wants to get back inside that top 100. I mean, he was eight in the world before. So there's so much on this match. The points, the confidence, so important to both of these guys. Had five break points that he had to save at four all in the third set. He got that done. Now Jack gets his first tour-level win since last August. We'll show you the highlight and hear from Jack later on. But we start our highlights with the women in Abu Dhabi, 500-level event. A couple of Grand Slam finalists, Ostapenko, the French Open champion, Collins, the Australian Open runner-up. This was always going to be a great ball-striking match. And Danielle Collins actually served for the first set, couldn't get across the finish line. But she really cleaned it up in the second set. Great returning, such aggressive ball striking, playing very poised tennis, and took the second set quite quickly. That was 6 1. Fireworks broke out. What is she saying to me? Talking about the box. This is the mom of Ostapenko. And Daniel Collins is saying she just called me a profanity. So this was the beginning stages of the third set. And we kind of expected fireworks, and we got them. And this was an important game here because after that all came undone, Ostapenko got the first break of the third set. But Ostapenko served three double faults in the eighth game to lose her serve. So back and forth we went. And then in the last point, kind of a wild mistake from Collins. And a lot of hard hitting. And when Ostapenko is playing this well, it's tough to beat her. 
Let's hear from Yelena on her opening win after a nice run in Australia. Australia was really good, and I think I had great matches, uh, good wins, and gets, got some confidence. But uh, it's never easy. I mean, to play first round against Australian Open finalists, it's never easy. And for me, the draw is always really tough. But it is what it is, and I think uh, it gives even more confidence when you beat such a great players. So if you have the over-under of zero on somebody's player box calling one of the players a profanity. <laughs> you won the bet. Here's what uh, Ostapenko has done so far this year. She's now 6-3, and three, has some quality wins over Coco Goff and Carolina Pliskova, and now Collins, top 15 in both singles and doubles, Ostapenko. So actually, guys, she's up to 12 in the world in singles. Um, does she have another slam title in her? Can she be that good again? I mean, everything would have to come together. You know, the draw, I think, would have to open up. We can see that she can beat anybody on a given day. When she has such great ball striking, sits so close to the lines, her game is so high risk. I mean, when she's playing that way, Paul, you, as an opponent, you feel like you're not in control. You really have to hit the ball so deep, keep her on the move. I mean, yes, you are. You always have that chance. Anything's possible. Anything's yeah, possible, I, I, but it's a real outside chance. It is, but I think I, I would lean towards no, only okay. because it takes so much for her with such high risk mm. to play that well over seven matches now. Because right now she doesn't have that confidence anymore. She gets a, We've seen the list. She's got some really good wins, mm -hmm. but she's also vulnerable. Over a slam for two weeks again. Seven matches. Mm, tough. Tough one. If I'm she, never going to say never. If she can get in the zone for seven matches, you never know. You never, you no, never Collins, know. by the way, she lost all those points from the Australian Open final outside the top 40. Now, this was interesting. Kostyuk on the wild card. Kirstea from Romania. Yeah, I tell you, this was a roller coaster match. A first set went Kostyuk's way. A lot of good tennis, but she's played the bigger points a little bit better. Got that big lead in the first set and here closes it out at 5-2. It was really interesting because I wonder what Kostyuk would do at the beginning of the second set. Guess what she did? She got down real fast, and she got down big. Got down 4-1, never got any momentum, and you wondered if she was going to be able to turn it around, which she did in the third set. Kristea won less than 50% of her own serve points in the third, made some sloppy, unforced errors, and Kostyuk got that confidence back up at 5-2 and did a heck of a nice job turning this around after a bumpy second set. Kostyuk wins her seventh tour-level match of the year. She didn't have that many last year until Eastbourne in June, so way ahead of last year's schedule. Let's shift to the men in Montpellier, a tournament that Richard Gasquet has won three times over the years, but today he ran into another Frenchman, Arthur Fies. I'll tell you, Arthur Fies is someone to keep your eye on. This kid is talented, has a lot of power, broke Gasquet four times, won 75% of Gasquet's second serve points, and what that tells you, folks, is this guy is confident from the back of the court, really difficult to dictate play against Gasquet from the back of the court, and that's what Feast did. Look at the power groundies. Notice the court position. He's not afraid to get up on that baseline and push Gasquet around. Approaches here, comes forward, goes up for the overhead. Oh. This kid is talented. 18 he's, years old. Yeah. He's a movable Feast. He's what? Say again? A movable Feast. A movable <laughs> Feast? Look, look at him move. And you wonder in the second set, is he going to hold up under pressure? Is he going to be able to take out the experienced Gasquet, who's starting to play himself 
into form. And look, we all know the Frenchmen love to play in France, and so does this young kid. How about five and five over Richard Gasquet? First career tour-level win for this young man, and he gets it against a guy who has 592 of them. How about Basilashvili from Georgia, the country, not the state, against Constant Lestien? I tell you, this was a contrast in styles. You got Basilashvili, who's crushing balls, had a lead in the first set. That got away from him, and again, doesn't go away from his one-dimensional style, which does what? It takes the racket out of your hand. He does a really good job of regaining things. The second set was topsy-turvy, but Basilashvili got through that. And for Lestien, he never felt, never looked like watching him that felt like he could control a lot. He is so much fun to watch. Can break rhythm, uses a lot of variety, a lot of feel. A little bit like uh, our old friend Fabrice Santura. Oh, the magician. Tens of people going crazy for <laughs> this win by Basile. He hasn't won back-to-back -back matches since Wimbledon. Meanwhile, the women also in Linz, Austria this week. The former Aussie Open champion, Sonia Cannon, with a wild card taking on Jules Niemeyer. Yeah, Cannon in the far court is looking so much better this year. She really struggled the last couple of years. Really much better accuracy, better depth, and the all-important drop shot that she can hit from either side. So really a straightforward first set for her. But Niemeyer is a really talented player. Got to the fourth round at the U.S. Open last year. The quarters at Wimbledon. She's got the all-court game. Lots of variety. She can hit with power. She's got a big serve, but she can also spin the backhand. Good defense here. And... She was able to get that second set in late stages of the third, seeing her all-court ability to power. She's got the versatility with a good touch. She is someone to look forward to watching. She's got a lot of promise. This was a really nice match to watch. Kenna never faced a break point in the first set. She faced nine of them in the second and third sets got broken a couple times, so she is out in the first round. Uh, look, Sophia Cannon has been through so much, both physically and uh, emotionally. I, I recall the fact that this was right around the time last year where she busted up her ankle and she missed five or six months. Paul, what do you, what do you hope for for Sophia Cannon this year? Well, first and foremost, good health, mm -hmm. you know, mental and physical. I think she put a lot of internal pressure on herself. That expectation of being a great player is, as you know better than Brett and I, well, at least me, maybe not Brett, you know better than I Stop for it. sure, that it's so hard to deal with what you're supposed to do when you get to a high level and so I want her to go out and just play and stay healthy I think she has a lot of internal pressure and she's wrestling with it but it's just like watching Jack Sock right now she needs matches just got to play a bunch of matches and get out there and just keep going and stay absolutely positive. when she won the Australian she was about 13 in the world so nobody really expected her to win that and it changes your life and all of a sudden now you're the target then she had a few more injuries you know she wasn't fit started losing some matches time off the tour so she's about 200 in the world right now but I don't think she's playing like 200 I think this year it's going to change and she'll get back to the top 100 um, get those wins she is too good of a player she doesn't yeah. forget one step how to at play a time tennis. one step at a pa time parallels with Jack Sock right two players who've been to the top of the mountain yeah. top 10 yep. players they, they, they didn't forget how to do what they used to do lots more to get to on our TC live Monday night edition we'll show you highlights from Cordoba and from Dallas haven't seen that yet and as we continue to celebrate Black History Month a tribute to one of the most formative figures in the long global history of this sport the great Althea Gibson when TC live returns
Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Aggressive, dynamic, mean. That's how Athea Gibson described her playing style. As one of the most important superstars of the 20th century, her influence is better defined by words like pioneer and hero. Althea Gibson was a natural athlete. She played basketball, boxing, and paddle tennis before finding her way to the American Tennis Association and the Cosmopolitan Club. It didn't take long for Gibson to emerge as a dominant force, one who would not be contained by the era's segregationist tennis structure. In 1950, at the age of 23, Gibson made history by breaking the color barrier at the U.S. National Championship. She became the first black player to ever step foot on the courts at Forest Hill. But this was no token accomplishment. Althea Gibson played to win, and she did. Even as the racial tumult of the 1950s swirled around her, she became one of the best players the game had ever seen. In 1956, she became the first African-American to win a Grand Slam title. In 1957 and 1958, she won Wimbledon and the U.S. Nationals. In 1958, the Associated Press named her the Female Athlete of the Year. Her history-making, stereotype-shattering career included 11 Grand Slam victories, five singles titles, five doubles titles, and one mixed doubles title. That sterling resume earned her induction into the International Tennis Hall of Fame, the Black Tennis Hall of Fame, and the Black Athletes Hall of Fame. Gibson may have defined her game as aggressive, dynamic, and mean. But her career excellence is better described by words like icon, barrier breaker, and game changer. Well said by Tennis Channel's Nick Monroe. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Althea Gibson's death. Perhaps a good time to consider honoring her in this country with a namesake stadium, the way several other tennis pioneers have been. You can see all of our Black History Month tribute features at any time on TennisChannel.com. And today also being the 30th anniversary of the passing of Arthur Ashe would be an excellent time to do just that. When we come back on our Monday night show, the tear continues for Alicia Parks. How the 22-year-old Atlanta native put herself on the brink of the top 50 this weekend. Her remarkable rise when TC Live returns. We are now just four weeks away from returning to this beautiful place. The biggest stars in the game are back at Indian Wells next month, and Tennis Channel will be there with exclusive first ball to last coverage every day of the tournament. It is the BNP Paribas Open from Tennis Paradise, aptly named, beginning Wednesday, March 8th, part of our Swing Into Spring. 
For now, we go back to the highlights, and it's down to Cordoba, Argentina. First day of the Golden Swing in South America. Dusan Lajevic yet to win a match this year. Tracy trying to do that against Juan Pablo Varias. Yes, and a rally ball from the middle of the court from Varias. Can't do that against Lajevic. Lajevic loves playing on play consistently year after year. Goes down South America for the Golden Swing. Lajevic actually saved two set points that opening set, and... Then things got a little easier. Now, Farias is going to hit the forehand from all the way outside the alley by nine feet. How good. But you better hit a big forehand. And huge one-hander from Lajevic. So much experience. The serve volley gets it done. Loves that red clay under his feet. First tour-level win for Lajevic since last July in Kitzbühel on the clay wow. there. That's a long time to wait. Now we spin the globe back to Dallas for the match that you were watching just before TC Live, and you were watching it for a really long time, Paul. Yes, we saw it for over three hours, and that man, Jack Sock, trying to get uh, things going in his career, had a tough loss last week in a challenger in Cleveland to Alex Mickelson, great young American. But today, he said, I'm going to hang in there. Got down a break in the first set, really played a nice tie break, was much more solid. And Ibashka hasn't won a match, I believe, since October as well. So he's strong. The confidence was uh, not there for either player consistently. How about Jack? A little drop volley, little wave to the camera, hey. little showtime, little hello, Dolly. I mean, look at him, just <laughs> having a good time out there. Dolly. Yeah, that's it. looks so, so easy. Cool. Wow. That looks like Paul Anacone. Uh, exactly. Well, got into a third. Ivashka did a great job winning the second. That game right there, 5 4. Jack saved five break points, lasted four hours and 17 minutes. <laughs> just that, that game. game. Wow. And then, what did he do the next game? Did a great job making Ivashka work. So much so, he sealed the match in three hours. Saved 15 out of 18 break points. First day in Dallas, and Jack had to work a little overtime. That was a case of the Mondays right there. It was a long day. Uh, now, I, uh, yeah, I, um, I mean, that's kind of why I put in the work right there the last few months. Um, if anybody follows, obviously, I didn't go down to Australia. To did about a three-month off-season to uh, get my body right, get everything uh, dialed in, um, and, and be, you know, give this, give this sport another good run. Um, I've had a tough couple of years, and it's been uh, it's been fun grinding my way back. And um, these matches are kind of what makes it worth it uh, to keep going. And um, yeah, this one this one feels great. I'm excited to move on. Be fun to have him back at the top of the game. Also, qualifying wrapped up in Dallas today. Tracy, anyone you, anyone you want to mention? Who's that in the top left, Tracy? That, that, that Gabriel Diallo. He's a heck of a player. He is. He's actually six foot seven. Has a monster serve and a huge forehand. So Brandon Holt, your mom's happy Hope and proud. Came well through. And Zach Schweida. That was actually a big win for yep. him to take out Kozlov in straight sets. And Fernando Verdasco. We were only strong. we only put this up here for Brandon. You don't have At to do 39. the rest of these matches. I just don't want to talk about. He him. plays JJ Wolf tomorrow. If he loses that match, he has to come home and take out the trash. <laughs> here, here is a social net for a Monday. What players are doing and saying on social media? How about Alicia Parks? What a story! She won a couple of lower level titles end of last year. Wins her first title ever on tour at Lyon last week, guys. She is a rising star. She is, and expect more to come. And I think what I was most impressed with first her serve she had 15 aces and we've seen the power from parks for a couple of years now but now she's getting the consistency but also the poise she's playing with against garcia the home country there they were kind of loud they were respectful but she held her own and a tight tight match 
She came through for her first WTA title. She had a couple, as you said, a couple smaller titles last year. Yeah, help get that that confidence, but this is a big moment. Not, yeah. not just Garcia's home country. This is her hometown. She's from Leon and yes. Parks beat her. Yep, and you see her point to her head right there for a young player to be that composed in a match like that for the first time. Really impressive stuff. Trace, I think you're right. I think we're going to see a lot more of her real soon. All right, did you watch the Grammys last night, and did you see Harry Styles' <laughs> outfit, and was it, in fact, inspired by Big Foe's kit in Australia? I think weirdly that Harry Styles stole that from Leif Shires before we <laughs> really work today. Hmm. You know what? The sparkly jumpsuit always works. That's what I say, Paul. Paul's got three I'm or four wear of those tomorrow. in his I'm, closet. I'm wearing that tomorrow yep. on the show, guys. And by the Get way, ready. I think Francis can carry it off with those muscles, with those guns. Those, those guys muscles. can wear whatever they want. Must be nice. There are designers in Beaverton, Oregon right now who are just frantically <laughs> scribbling. No, did you see Harry Styles at the... Look out for uh, Miami and the clay. You're going to see that outfit. Here's the schedule tomorrow. We start 5 a.m. with the women in Austria, then to Abu Dhabi. Indoors in Europe, down to the Golden Swing. Dallas and TC Live as we do it all over again at midnight Eastern. Do you like 18 hours of live tennis? We've got that for you at minimum every day this week. Paul Stingen, hello, Dolly, over well, on the side. But we went very good. Uh, by the way, in case you want even more tennis than the schedule we told you about before the break, you can tune into T2 tomorrow because we've got additional coverage from Linz and Montpellier and Cordova, hosted by Jan Michael Gamble and CC Bellas. It's a six-hour window kicking off at 9 a.m. Eastern exclusively on your Samsung TV or mobile device. Time for our hot shot of the day. This is actually uh, a holdover from last week because last week was so hot, we couldn't squeeze them all in. Alicia Parks, who won that title in Leon, watch her far court, guys. What yep. do we got, Trace? What do we got? It's too far behind her, and little footsteps, a little, no. little footsteps hit the tweener. No. Hard not to hit the tweener, but then to measure the lob the perfectly over lob? Martich. Incredible. Federer invented the tweener lob winner. The Great tweener lob. That's Great serious finesse. skill right there. And the fist pump. That is serious yes. skill. She's 51 in the world in the new Ooh. rankings today. These are your feature matches for tomorrow. Just part of our coverage. Maria Sakari leads things off in Linz. Shelby Rogers going to have a fun one against Layla Fernandez. What do you think Tracy's really keyed in to watch tomorrow? I get it. We've done one Brandon Holt segment in the show. Any more than that. And it starts. he starts to be a Nepo baby, and he's not that. He's, he's earned not. everything. He's his own man. That's the great thing about tennis, right? You eat what you kill. There's no such thing as nepotism. you got to win the Absolutely. match. Absolutely. Did you know Meritocracy. Pliskova is playing Muguruza. Let's start that with that one. That is in the first round. That, that tournament is so deep. It's incredible. That's a good segue to our match preview. I want to start with that one because they're both former number ones. Mm -hmm. Tracy, they've both fallen on some hard times. Of course, Pliskova made a little run in Australia. Quarters. Well, what's the deal with Muguruza, though? Yeah, I can't figure it out. The only thing I can think of, we all need confidence as tennis players, right? And her game is a little more risky because she hits so flat. She hits so hard. So her margins are great. She hasn't won a match this year. She's 0-4. And, and she really had a difficult time last year, 12-17. and 17. I was just so curious. I went back and looked to see how many matches she won last year. And when, you, when your ranking goes down, Obviously, you're not seated, and the draws get tougher. So she really needs some match wins. And 9-2 lead in the head-to-head -head for Pliskova wow. over Muguruza. Let's look at Dallas tomorrow. It's a home game for John Isner. He lives there now playing young Jason Seng, a, a former junior Roland Garros champion. 
But uh, Jason Seng, better bring his chest protector indoors against John Isner. That's right, and a helmet and a face mask, yeah. too. I mean, it's, you know, look, John Isner lives in Dallas. This is, uh, I think this is going to be a good way for John to kickstart his year. And, and Seng's a good player, but I just don't know how you get prepared to return that serve when you're this young. It's usually startling the first time. If John serves well, uh, I just think he's got a little bit too much. All right, let's shift to Linz in Austria. Maria Sakri is taking on Nuria Parizas-Diaz tomorrow. Tracy, uh, Sakri has a lot at stake points-wise yes. coming up these next six weeks. Remember last year, final in St. Petersburg, semifinal at Doha, and then the final at Indian Wells. Indian Wells. Does, does that get into a player's head when they come up on a stretch like that the next year? Without a doubt. I, I mean, it would be hard not to because she's, I think she's eight in the world right now, so top ten now, but with all of those points to defend in the next month, month and a half, she has to be thinking about that. The other thing that she might be thinking about is I'm number one seed here. I've only won one title in my career. I'd like mm. to kind of get more titles under my belt so I can continue to go deep in majors and get that confidence. But yeah, I mean, players, without a doubt, think about those points that they have to defend. Here's our getaway question of the day, and it goes to Paul. As Greek tennis emerges with Sakari and Stefano Tsitsipas, which one of those players wins a major first, Paul? Uh, Stefano Tsitsipas. Really? Yes. How soon? Uh, he will win one this year. Really? Paul has gotten much more definitive with I'm his not, declarations. I'm no more walking but... on the fence. And this Anacone is not walking on the fence anymore. I've gotten too much abuse from everyone. And I think he's right. I'm making way. clear, committed predictions from now on. Who is this man with the decisive, declarative picks? We love it. For Paul and his picks, and Tracy, and her son, and all of us here at Tennis Channel. I'm Brett. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow, 5 a.m. Eastern, for another day of amazing center court coverage.